Hey, welcome to the Nominous Animation Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Gardea. Just a quick update on Nominous Animation, we have postponed our crowdsourcing campaign to a later date. However, we will be releasing our trailer in March, or slightly before, in order to have it out before the convention season starts. Okay, so on to my guests. Ken Mora is an independent animation filmmaker and producer. Through his company, Bella Faye Films, Ken produced the award-winning animated short Magnum Farce, which is currently being turned into a feature film, and also produced the Bill Plimpton documentary Adventures in Plimptoons, directed by Alexia Anastasia. So, with that, here is my interview with Ken Mora. Yeah, okay, so uh, one of the main reasons I want to talk to you is because you're doing uh, something that a lot of artists want to do, and that's make your own content, so <laughs> um, in a, in a yeah. way you're kind of living the dream, and I think it's inspirational to a lot of people, people want to hear about that. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I am, and I have to take stock every once in a while, because uh, there's a lot of, you know, when, when you're working for yourself, there's a lot of... Uh, stops and false starts and expected expenses and fallbacks. So it's, uh, at least I'm making positive forward met, uh, movement in a couple of areas. And it also, uh, the benefit is it, it, uh, a lot, it forces me to focus on those areas. Whereas my tendency might be to have, you know, to juggle five things at least this way if I go, uh, if I have uh, results focused um, resource plan if you will then uh it, for, it forces me to to work on things that are getting most traction and right now that's the graphic novel uh, specifically the caravaggio graphic novel uh, like before the darkness um but uh, there are a couple a couple other uh, graphic novels i have working at uh, slower rates but i'm hoping to be done with pencils on the last issue of the uh, caravaggio biography next month and then uh, okay. we'll, then it's a matter of finishing the colors I'm doing the lettering uh, myself cool how many how many projects do you have going on like at the moment well I have three graphic novels and then I, I continually dip my toe into the animated uh, version of Magnum Farce and um, it looks like I'm going to need to have at least one of the graphic novels uh, in the can before I can devote the kind of time uh, I need. Uh, I've been trying to uh, contract out, and you've helped me out uh, tremendously uh, uh, on Magnum Farce. Um, but it needs a little bit more of my time, if nothing else, at least to completely storyboard it out. Uh, you did the the pencil storyboards, for which I'm grateful. Uh, I have a a, a, a a method now where I take your pencil storyboards scanned in. And then I, uh, I put them in uh, Adobe Premiere, and then I work on the keyframes um, uh, or the, um, the storyboards for the keyframes in Illustrator, and I import them in. And that allows me to make changes in Illustrator and have them automatically reflected in, uh, in Premiere. Uh, and I've got about eight minutes of the film done that way. And so uh, just a, a question of having the time to sit down. Yeah. And uh, uh, at the pace I can work at, um, if I can devote the time to it, 
I can do about uh, two, three minutes a month of storyboard. Okay. And I'm going to have to work at least at that pace in order to um, keep up with an animator or animators uh, right. going forward. Um, and again, you know, and also, you know, there's uh, the, the money uh, behind right. it. So uh, that's always stressful when you're like you're yeah. trying to use your own time. You're like, God damn it, I don't have enough in the day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those are the challenges, and uh, they're they're good challenges to have. I mean, there are other challenges when you work uh, a nine to five. Uh, the overwhelming uh, positive, of course, is the steady paycheck, uh, if you can call any employment study these days. Um, but uh, it also, you know, takes all your energy for any side projects out. So, right. at least when you run your own production uh, queue, you can decide what areas get the, mo the most resources at the time. Right. Cool. I, um, something I wanted to talk to you about. I wanted to know, like, because um, you're more, like, on the running a business side. No. Uh, and I kind of want to know what led you in that direction versus uh, being an artist. Because I know, like, you went to school for art, right? Yes. Uh, I got my uh, degree in... Uh, in fine arts from uh, USC. I started at uh, Santa Monica College and then uh, transferred my way in, which was the only way I could, I could afford that. Did you specifically work just in uh, fine arts or were you animating? Um, no, at that time uh, my emphasis was painting. So uh, okay. so when I graduated I had a painting emphasis. What did you want to do with it? Um, and I did want to be uh, a gallery artist and I oh, gave okay. that a shot. For okay, so not comic books or anything? Uh, no, no. Oh, which. It was always something I enjoyed, but never figured I would be in the production end of it. Interesting. And then actually the degree in art led me to the story of uh, Caravaggio. And uh, and that story compelled me to uh, write a screenplay, which became the basis for the current graphic novel. And then uh, once I started exploring the, the explosion of graphic novel content, uh, I was just really impressed with the the quality, the depth, and the range of story. And I go, well, you know what, uh, if the, the movie may never get made, but the graphic novel is something I can hands-on uh, manage and, and get done. So that was actually the first of my, uh, my successful production uh, uh, attempts. And, uh, you know, I, I made a short version, uh, CG short, of, uh, of uh, Magnum Farce uh, that did really well in film festivals, uh, got me a couple meetings, um, but ultimately, every step along the, the process took me further and further away from art. Uh, the the, the uh, artistic rendering and uh, the writing, and more and more into production. Which, if you're if you're indie, you've got to do it all yourself. <laughs> right. And if if I was forced to take the same path and start over again, I would concentrate on one project at a time. Uh, as an as an independent, there's this huge temptation, and I see virtually everybody I know who's an independent um, working uh, working several projects at once, waiting you know, one for one to quote unquote take off. Um, and the people I know who are most successful uh, don't do that. They they do one sometimes uh, two projects at once 
and uh, start them, develop them, complete them, uh, and then move on to the next. Uh, you know, uh, Jim Lujan and, uh, and uh, Bill Plimpton, uh, both folks I associate with, and Bill's, Bill's model was always, uh, you know, uh, produce shorts, and then in the background have a feature film in development. Oh, right on. And he's been doing that uh, since his Oscar nomination in 1987. And now he's got the, uh, he's working on his first collab- collaboration with Jim Luhan, who did the script of the storyboards and character design right. for Vengeance. And uh, that will be uh, Bill's ninth hand-drawn feature. Okay. So uh, now he's got uh, a catalog of uh, well over 50 shorts, uh, nine features, and uh, he's been self-supporting for, for quite some time. Uh, so you intend to do it that way? Just kind of yeah, I think uh, concentrate on, on fewer things okay. and getting them done. Do you, um, do you mind if I go back to like college graduation? Sure, sure, absolutely. Because I, I want to know, like, what did you do? Because like, I know you intended to be a gallery artist. Yes. Opposed uh, to what you wanted to do, where did you end up doing? And just uh, well, so I gave that a shot for a year. Uh, I was well received at a couple of galleries. Oh, cool. I didn't um, know about that. Yeah. Uh, I had my best reception at uh, the Robert Berman Gallery at uh, Bergamot Station. And, uh, and I knew because I had a very wise instructor from Santa Monica College, uh, uh, Ron Davis, who said, um, no one's going to hire you off the bat, no matter what you show them. <laughs> but they will look for you to sh- come back next year with all new stuff. Okay. And um, by the time the next year came around, there was just too many uh, economic pressures, and I had to go back to... Uh, to work, and so I went back into the tech and art field. At that time, I, I went back as a web designer. Uh, my previous straight gig was a, as an art director. Were you doing that at a high school, or did you go to college before uh, art school? No, I uh, my uh, my uh, uh, my path to a professional career was rather tortuous. Uh, I went out of um, the closest to art I allowed myself out of high school was uh, a degree in technical uh, illustration. Okay. Um, so you went to school like how many times? Oh, often actually. Uh, there, up until I was, I would say, thirty-five. Um, there was maybe one year at a time when I wouldn't be studying something or working two jobs. Oh wow! Yeah. And you That's know, cause I, crazy. I, I was always a good a good saver of money. That uh, that was one uh, uh, advantage I had. And, and I really didn't uh, spend much. Uh, when I finally got my art director's gig, uh, I was working uh, nighttime at, at a parking lot uh, near the airport. And uh, during the day, I'd work at uh, Hughes uh, Space and Com. And uh, it started out in the parking department. And then I got promoted from within. And, uh, and just because I had skills in the Mac, which at that time was uh, uh, a pariah of a machine in, in the in uh, uh, any uh, major aerospace okay. business. So you had a means of. Yeah. So like so I had an well they they needed flyers done and so part of the Mac was part of my sundry skills. Okay. I also knew some database uh, on the Mac. Okay. And back then you weren't pursuing art at all. Um, no, no. At that time I had convinced myself that uh, art was not uh, a lucrative direction and so I was studying virtually everything else in the world. Uh, okay. So for logical reasons I guess you took 
financially safer route. Yeah. Okay. Which, which in the long view back at my life was a detour from from what it is I actually wanted to do. Okay. Uh, but, but you know nothing yeah. nothing you learn in life is wasted. So it's right. a, all the 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 max skills, the um, program languages I taught myself, uh, the, uh, uh, at that time Fox Pro uh, database, uh, everything came in handy at some point. And, uh, and that combination of technical skills still serves me uh, today. Uh, um, uh, though not my primary focus, at least I can talk when I'm managing technical projects. I, I can talk in that, in, yeah. in, in with technical specification. So you're also like making enough money to fund things too, so that's kind of... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, I had a really good uh, Kickstarter campaign for the, the first issue of Caravaggio. Um, and uh, I have been uh, uh, able to keep that rolling now through issue four. I might need another Kickstarter campaign for finishing funds to get the graphic novel uh, together. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm more interested in finishing the pencils for all six issues okay. than uh, than worrying about the next uh, round of funding. But I've left cameo spaces open in, in a lot of the pages, uh, so because that's a good fundraising vehicle for okay. for likenesses within the comic book. Do you want to let our listeners know where they can find oh, you online? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm actually uh, at Comixology now, uh, pretty much exclusively um, more because I haven't had uh, the chance to explore uh, other venues, uh, though, though I have some on my radar, including uh, Taptastic, which is uh, a web uh, uh, comic format. Okay. But right now I'm at Comixology, uh, and uh, you can search for A Light Before the Darkness, or actually, a light will get you. Uh, will get you there, and then uh, or uh, Bella Fay, B E L L A uh, space F E like Santa Fe. Um, that'll ser- that search will get you to my uh, publication page, and I have a light before the darkness in both okay. English and Spanish uh, right now. Is there a way they can support you or anything? You have a well, they can certainly they can certainly buy uh, issue one. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right on. That that will uh, that will be a big support. Uh, and then uh, at uh, bellafaymedia.com, all one word. Uh, uh, it's still largely under construction, but you'll have the, the latest on what I'm doing there. So if I do have a new um, project up, uh, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, um, if you if you do a Facebook search on uh, um, a light before the darkness. Uh, did you invite me? To my uh, my group will come up. I'm I'm pretty sure it's a it's a like page, so uh, okay. so I'm pretty sure you're on there. If, if not, I will uh, rectify right. that. Or okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's actually really cool that even though you took a detour or multiple detours, you ended up coming back. I I mean I've done the same thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like I I would be a lot further along in my my yeah. career, but. Uh, fear or whatever, angst, just like no, it's not gonna work out. You know, trying yeah, to make a yeah. more logical turn. And yeah, and rent. So let's uh, let's face it, there are, there <laughs> yeah. are there are realities. So that's know. true. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, and, and it's pointless to regret uh, past paths because you know ev- everything you you learn comes in handy. Right. Uh, somewhere, uh, certainly, I would uh, rather be doing what I'm doing now when I was younger. Um, but you know what? Uh, your your own interior landscapes or obstacles you have to navigate as well right. as the real world. Yeah. <laughs>
career. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, administrative stuff in, uh, in the career side. Uh, I think it's a thing that people don't talk about a lot is uh, trying to, like, you know, there's a lot of idealism, like being an artist. Mm -hmm. And some people, you know, well, they might have a trust fund or whatever, uh, or just rich parents. I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Well, really whatever advantage you can have, it's, uh, it's, I'm more power to, to yeah. whoever has whatever uh, resources. But I always laugh at the uh, Donald Trump's uh, 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 explanation of his early success. Is, with a small loan of a million dollars from my dad, <laughs> I was able to take to take nothing right. and build an empire. <laughs> so the, the the plain fact is, if you have uh, uh, resources to start, uh, things are, are easier. And yeah. so, uh, if you need to take a couple years off and build that nest egg to um, to get things rolling, then you know that that puts you at a great, greater disadvantage, and also uh, frees you from having to at the same time have have to look for those venues that have uh, gatekeepers uh, and lots of people at the gates. Right. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mentioned I had a couple meetings uh, for Magnum Farce, uh, the movie project, and. Um, you know they were encouraging, but but ultimately fruitless. And I always wondered, you know, if I if I had the right agent or if I had pushed uh, far enough or 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 uh, wide enough scope, whether I could have done it. And then uh, another part of me says, well, you know, if I'd have gone indie from the get-go and never expected anybody to um, to help me out, then I'd be I'd be way much further along now. Uh, but you know it's all part of the learning process. Yeah, I mean I, that's the route I took. It's like I'm not going to wait for anyone. Yeah. To like pay me to do something. Actually, um, I, the, back to the having means. Uh -huh. I yes. think it's funny that a lot of young artists get really cocky and they shit on other artists. It's like uh, you don't understand. Sometimes you got to take what gives you money. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, uh, and the whole uh, the the age old uh, selling out trope. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I don't think it's selling out. Like putting food on the table to me isn't selling out. Yeah, no. As long as it doesn't uh, um, harm your your projects, uh, and you know, it's a, so what is worth selling out and doing something um, for for pay that has more public reach, or trying something on your own that flops and then facing that setback right. while you're you're. I don't think it's much of a setback, though, because I think yeah. the success looks different. So if you didn't have financial success, you have, an, if you put your heart into something and you think you did a good job, yeah. then at least you accomplished something as an artist. And I think it'll always get recognized. It's just not the, you might not reap the rewards immediately. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, and, and everything along the way is learning experience. And, uh, and even people who have, who I look at, uh, a step or two above me and who seem to be to seem to have made it or well on their way to making it um, you know they 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 still don't lack challenges it, it I suspect it never gets any easier um, you just gain more experience uh, to handle you know the challenges that come along that's a pretty cool <laughs> It can also be pretty depressing, which is which, which is a dark space I go to often. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, it's all uh, uh, life is that struggle, and uh, and you have to uh, 
engage it or you know just uh, you know it's it's much much better to be a creator than than a straight consumer of things I think right at least it's more rewarding you know, I hey, I don't, don't knock the consumers and the people who are gonna buy our stuff no no that's <laughs> that's fine and uh, and uh, you know before I created I can I uh, was a consumer and a fan of uh, things uh, so so I have no uh, right no problem with that uh, no I mean um, I think like at some point I need to take a break and Bench on something. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's like, oh, I want to create things, yet I'm not <laughs> uh, being inspired by other artists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I it, do, but and it energizes you too, uh, especially if you if you take a look at um, uh, enterprises like Marvel. Uh, and and I, and my hats off to Disney for leaving them alone in, uh, for the most part, in doing what they do. But uh, you know, you have your major major theatrical releases. You have your um, you know, less than stellar animation, but which is still good enough for kids. And then you have uh, the the more interesting things like Daredevil and Jessica Jones on right. Netflix. Um, so you have a, a few tiers of expression. That does produce by Disney. Uh, well, Disney owns Marvel, so. Uh, so even if Fox makes it. <laughs> yeah. So. It's a, so. Uh, Do they get any of their royalties? Oh yeah, uh, uh, Disney. Yeah. Even uh, they, if like another company is. Well, what happens with a lot of the stuff you'll see on uh, cable programming like Showtime or AMC, uh, HBO, uh, is that a small production company will actually make it on the cuff or, or on spec okay. and then shop it around to sell. So the HBO property you, uh, you love may have been shopped around to, uh, to Lifetime or AMC or, or other venues before HBO picked it up. They're not the actual production entity; they're the distributor. Okay. But it's their lab- as the distributor, it's their label that gets on it. So, right. uh, so uh, Netflix had uh, nothing to do with the production of Daredevil; that was all Marvel. But they were smart enough to buy the the property and uh, distribute it. Right. Yeah. And uh, and yeah and and uh, in a sense that democratizes things for a lot of small producers because uh, there's nothing to stop you from pitching uh, your produced project to right. those entities. Uh, nothing to stop you except you know the agent and the in to right. get to get that. Well, but now uh, you can also distribute your own stuff too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and then and and now you can uh, and you can. Uh, uh, Apply uh, your project uh, to Amazon directly, uh, you know, right. and submit your ideas uh, online. And uh, and I have uh, not talked to anybody engaged in that process, but you know, I understand a, a few of their properties uh, came out that way. Uh, what is it? Uh, um, ah, there's oh, oh, Mo- Mozart of the Amazon or something like that. No, no, uh, not familiar. Yeah, but, uh, but it, you're talking about filmmaking, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, in this case, uh, 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 a mini series, or it's uh, on second season now, so I guess it's a continuing series. It's uh, it's on what platform? Uh, that's uh, an Amazon uh, production. So oh, okay. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get it free, and then uh, you can pay, I think, like two ninety nine an issue or something, oh, wow. like, uh, or an episode rather. Um, and uh, so, so they have uh, uh, opened up uh, pitching and production to small. Um, producers uh, themselves so uh, you can go in as a writer pitch your idea you can go in as a, as I understand it a production company and have having had taken it to the next level and then uh, 
if they like the idea enough, they will help fund it or, or package things right. themselves. Looks like, a, you know, it's always good to actually have the product, yeah. you know, because you can just sell it to them. I know for like a lot of artists, that's what they do. Yeah. And the tools are so easy nowadays like, to be a filmmaker. It's not easy, but it's possible now where it wasn't yes. before. But uh, yeah, exactly. At least now it's possible, whereas before there was always they're just buying the film itself. I mean, in our case, we're doing animation, which is like yeah. But still, we don't need like multi-point cameras. We don't need to paint on cells. We don't need to do all that stuff. We got a computer. Yeah. We got a Cintiq. I know, like, you have to drop some dollars for some people. It's, uh-huh. I'm kind of at the point where I got like the setup, but it, it was kind of a while to get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have thousands of dollars of equipment, but it's not millions of dollars of equipment. And the computer could do like what a bunch of people used to be able. To, you know, you needed an army of people to do so. That helps out too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and if you look at um, a sophisticated product like Blender, which is open source and uh, you know uh, freely available. Um, the sophistication rivals that of, uh, of Maya uh, for animation, and it allows you to get in at the ground level. The problem is, of course, uh, all the learning institutions uh, still teach uh, uh, Maya, and I forget what the competing product is, but I think Maya is the... I think the learning curve is too bad. Yeah. If you know, like, A3D software, kind of yeah. kind of jump into anything else after that. Yeah, and, and being open source, uh, they're plenty of folks who've customized it so if you are a Maya user learning you can switch to the Maya interface uh, um, and, uh, and there are a lot of uh, analogies and, and it's almost it's almost too open <laughs> that you can tweak every single control and function and, and reassign it uh, um, which adds a level of complexity but you know uh, and, and as a producer that's one thing I, I miss, just I don't have the time to do all that hands-on work. And I think uh, that's one advantage of having fewer and fewer projects to concentrate in is, is it allows me more hands-on time uh, with different projects. And ultimately, when uh, I get to wrapping up Magnum Farce, by that time, I plan to be proficient in whatever um, software uh, needed to animate it. Toon Boom is, is uh, from what I hear, amazing what I've seen. Right. Um, but I'm hoping by the time I get to that level of production, there'll be uh, something open source, which is uh, as I think good. there is, but I can't think anything off the top of my head. But I think Toon Boom's like well-priced, in yeah. my opinion. No. Um, um, I know, but, uh, there's a, a I'm sorry. What you mentioned the subscription model was how much a month? Uh, uh, you could pay two thousand to actually own it. I know it's oh, like I a little steep. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for what you get, it covers the ground of like an entire Adobe suite. Uh, my, like obviously, I, in terms <laughs> of doing animation stuff, you know, uh, you could take care of a lot of things just right there. That one piece of software. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know. I personally love the crap out of it. I think yeah. it's amazing. It's a oh, godsend. Cool. Now, but do they charge you licensing uh, when you render your final no, product? No, I think that's why like the price tag is so high. I believe. Oh. I don't know. Maybe wrong. No. Okay. Or you could just pay. Yeah. I mean, that that was my problem with. Um, with Adobe. With uh, or with uh, Maya uh, was it uh, after you've done all your hurdles and, and bled all your money into your project, 
um, then when you render your project for theatrical release, then you owe them uh, a fee for having used Maya. And just like, if you, uh, you know, if I build a house, so you're not I don't paying for a license for the amount of time you use it. You're paying for a license to distribute your for, film. Uh, yeah, because uh, so you pay them a license fee. Wow. Okay. See that? I don't know about Jimbo. That's so that, see, that's the kind. That's the kind of thing you don't want to contemplate. It's just like if uh, if I build my own house, I don't expect to pay a royalty to the person who invented the holds the patent on the hammer, right? Because you know I paid for the hammer. Right, <laughs> so, right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's some messed up stuff. And it may change. Yeah, uh, that may change in the future, um, cool. and uh, or it might be. To the point where that uh, that price is negligible, uh, but it's just one more thing to, to consider. And as an indie, um, I have a healthy uh, disdain for accounting of any sort. So, uh, and I, I I try like Dickens to keep things as simple as possible, uh, because it's it's just more of my mental resources going elsewhere uh, aside from production. I think we can. Wrap it up there. <laughs> Alrighty, cool. But, uh, <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you very much. Uh, thank you for the uh, for the interview. Uh, it was good catching up with you too. I know uh, I know we'll be seeing uh, good things from you because uh, you're always uh, you're always at it. So and I always uh, enjoy the stuff uh, that you produce. So and so kudos to you. And thanks for coming too. Uh, I know you're busy and stuff. So cool. cool. <laughs>